You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sister, welcome to episode 12 of Rooted Feminine. We are halfway through our series on shadow work, and so I'm excited to dive in today to another episode on this theme, where we're going to be talking about how you can do shadow work without becoming obsessed. Um, Because so far, we've talked about how important it is to do shadow work, what it is, uh, why it's important on your spiritual path, what it means for your growth, how it helps you become your um, next best self, right? All that stuff. So shadow work is absolutely important. Um, But we've also talked about so far in the series that it doesn't have to be shitty, right? It doesn't have to be like this puking your guts out, sobbing on the bathroom floor type of thing. And one biggest takeaway I want you to take from the series is that shadow work does not mean you're broken, but you don't have to fix yourself. Um, Shadow work is just about, um, being brave enough to take a look at what's working and what's not, 
Um, and taking accountability for how you play a role in that and having awareness of how others play a role in that and all of that. Okay. So it's not about fixing a broken piece of yourself. It's about really following the cyclical and seasonal aspects of our spiritual growth and dedicating a time and a space to, um, to your shadow. So that is what we're going to be diving into today, how to do this without um, it taking over your entire life. Now, if you are craving um, support around your shadow work, we have a wisdom event coming up on August 21st. It's going to be um, full of sisterhood and full of ceremony and educational to boot. So you can join us where we will be doing um a program or an offering called womb work. So this free event, uh, like I said, August 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can totally register and catch the replay if you won't be able to attend live. But if you want to have some of that ceremonial aspect and really be in the energetics of it, you want to try and show up live for us. So again, that is 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. You can register for our event over at rootedfeminine.com slash shadow. Okay, so if we jump into the episode today, something to think about is like when we look in the spiritual space right now, there's like little clicks. <laughs> there's the um, light worker click right? There's the star seed click. Um, there's the 5D ascended higher consciousness click. And there's the healing click. And I, I, all of us are looking for belonging, right? So I'm not saying that these clicks are good or bad, but there's definitely different messages out there. And they don't have to be contradictory. You can you can partake from all of these messages. You can get wisdom from everyone, right? I'm in the sacred feminine embodiment clique, right? Um, Self-appointed. <laughs> I haven't been invited per se, but that's the space that I'm operating in. And the fact that you're listening here means that you're interested in that. You can also be interested in the starseed stuff, the lightworker stuff, all of that, right? It all has medicine. It all has wisdom. But there's one particular group that is, you know, quite loud right now. And that's like the healing group, right? Um, they're talking about, you know, their plant medicine ceremonies or meditations or programs or offerings that are focused on healing, right? Helping you become the highest version of yourself by healing your trauma, which as a former psychotherapist is interesting for me because I always take a double look right a second glance and say are these people qualified to be doing trauma work um some of them are some of them aren't right um but when we spend too much time learning from people who are only talking about healing as the um the answer to spiritual growth when they're talking about all of the heavy stuff as the answer to spiritual growth it's almost to me in the same vein as the people who are only about the love and light, right? When we think about the feminine path and how the feminine path is cyclical and how it is a spiral and seasonal, there's a time and space for all of it. There's a time and space for the love and light, mainly in spring is when we work on it here in the rooted ecosystem. 
And there is a time and space for shadow, um, which we work on in fall and healing, which we work on in winter, right? So what giving each of these its time and space allows you to do is fully experience your wholeness, fully experience the totality of the feminine, but really the feminine is in you, the, the divinity is in you. So to fully experience your totality and your wholeness. So don't get me wrong, like, I'm not saying that shadow work isn't important. I just don't want us to have an entire 100% focus on it for our whole lives. We are focusing around here on it for a particular season. Okay. The primary goal of um, spiritual work to me is not to always be healing. The primary goal of spiritual work is not to always be diving into the depths and uncovering what we need to be doing. The goal is to regularly commune with your soul magic. The goal is to regularly be embodied in how um, mystical you are, how magical you are, how um, divine you are, and to carry that through your everyday existence, right? To ground the sacred, to ground the feminine in your everyday life. That's our primary goal around here. Shadow work is absolutely a piece of that. It's essential and it's necessary. It's not the whole thing, okay? There's so much more to living an activated, alive, and embodied life than being buried in healing all the time. So we know that shadow work is important for our spiritual growth, for our personal growth, for our interpersonal and our relational growth, for our business growth, right? We need to be able to take a look at the things that aren't working to um, be aware of them, right? To come to radically accept them, to take accountability for them. But we don't have to let shadow work take over our lives so that we're not living, so that we're not experiencing the beauty um, in both places, right? It's a both and existence. We can be in the dark and in the light. It's not an either or, it's an and, okay? So instead, how we like to do this around the rooted space is to set up a sacred container. Personally, and, you know, in at Rooted Feminine, we'll be doing that for the season of autumn or the season of fall, again, in the Northern Hemisphere, setting up that sacred container. What this does is it allows you to do that powerful work that is necessary and essential, um, but it has its space and it has its place, okay? So you are able to continue living, continue thriving without going down this rabbit hole of healing where you're spending six months, a year, two years, three years, just buried under the weight of your shadow. Let's set up a sacred container for it and let's have devotion and dedication to it for a period of time or in a certain space or place. And then let's also allow the sacred to, to go into our everyday lives. So let's permeate um, our existence with soul fire. And I don't know where that came from. That just came out of my mouth. Channeled. Permeate our existence with soul fire. There's your channeling for today. <laughs> so when we focus every ounce of our spiritual energy on the shadow, like when we're always in the depths, it, it like takes over our lives, right? It, it puts this kind of shadow or just color this tint or taint on every experience. So, you know, we could be at a kiddo's birthday party, whether that's our kiddo or a niece or nephew or whatever, right? A kiddo's birthday party. 
And it's supposed to be this jovial time and everybody's like, fine. And we're sitting there thinking about like, you know, that conversation we had with our senior year boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And how that was the start of the pattern for da, 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 right? So it's like, that's, that's not living. That's not embodied living. Um, we don't want to be having like a banner launch in our business and, you know, enrolling people to come work with us or signing on new clients. And yet we're thinking like, oh, this means that, um, you know, my money mindset's coming to play and da, 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 da. Like, can we just live and celebrate? We absolutely can. If we create a container for our shadow, if we can create a container for this work where we do it with intention um, and in a sacred way. Because if we don't, we end up in like this perpetual healing loop. Like, oh, okay, I resolved my daddy issues. Now I got to do my mommy issues. And now I got to do my money issues. And now I got to do my relationship issues and my sex issues and my whatever, right? It's like, it's like, let's, let's not get stuck in this loop where we're just always questioning, always um, looking at what's wrong, right? then we're not able to live our soul's truth, right? We're not able to have that regularly, um, regular communication and that regular interaction with our soul. We're not able to have that magic permeate us. We're not able to have our mysticism channel through us and do good in the world, right? We can't embody the good that's here and the, and now if we're always stuck in this perpetual healing, shadow, loopy craziness, right? So the idea is to instead dedicate a season or a container um, to your shadow work, to have it be done in a place and time of devotion. Again, like I said around here, we do that over the autumn season um, and set up a dedicated parameters for the shadow work with guidance um, with help exploring, with share circles to bring what's coming up and bring it into a sharing space. Um, so that's that's the rooted approach, but you can do this for yourself. Setting up a sacred space with sacred intention gives this a time, a space, a place to live, to be done, for the transformation to happen. And then you can literally close the door on your temple, literally or figuratively, close the door on your temple, return back to your daily life, right? Carry that sacred with you in, in your daily life and then continue to have light, continue to um, feel powerful, to embody your power, right? When you create a container or a dedicated space, you're signaling to the universe that you're serious about shifts taking place. So again, it's important to do the shadow work. This clearing, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, we create a vacuum. So when we clear things and when things exit, the universe doesn't like a vacuum. So it automatically makes room for something new. So that's important to do. But when you create a container around it, you're signaling to the universe, this is my time and space. This is where this work will happen. And so that allows you to become a co-creator, right? That is claiming your power, that is claiming your magic, and that is coming to the universe as a divine being and co-creating with the universe and saying, here is my intention. I am now going to be working on this, right? It's a totally different 
feeling a totally different approach to your healing than just getting like mired in it and stuck in it, right? You're also signaling to yourself, right? We're signaling to the universe, but we're also signaling to ourselves. I am powerful. I am divine. I am sacred. I deserve to have an active role in this instead of to be steamrolled by it, right? That's huge. So I'm going to say that again, right? You're signaling to the universe that you're serious, but you're also signaling to yourself that you are worthy, that you are powerful, and that you deserve to have an active role in your life, in how you show up, and how you relate to other people, and how you relate to yourself. You deserve to have an active role in your growth. Okay. So how do we do this? How do we set up this container? Okay. <laughs> well, first, you could absolutely come to our event taking place on August 21st, which is the womb work event where we're going to be working with three energies for your shadow work, um, meeting these archetypes and doing practices with these archetypes. Um, so that's one great way to do that. Again, that's rootedfeminine.com slash shadow. Hey sister, interrupting real quick to let you know about something exciting that's coming up. We're starting to tiptoe into autumn here in the Northern Hemisphere, which means we're on the threshold of shadow season. This is when the darker energies come out to play and our womb spaces are ripe for alchemical healing which all sounds really yummy and witchy, but it's also an important season on your feminine journey. See, there's no such thing as only love and light. We need to venture into the depths and into the darkness so that we can come to terms with the things that are no longer serving us and bring our energy and intention to releasing them. And I'm just gonna be real honest and say it, this is something that needs to be done safely and done well. Shadow work can be tough and it isn't a joke which is why it might be best for you to do it with a trauma-informed and seasoned guide. You're listening to this podcast, so I know you're somebody who's ready to bravely work toward becoming your most embodied and mystical self. You just need some grounded guidance that's going to walk you through the shadowy parts without getting bogged down, stuck, or overly focused on healing every single thing about you. That is why we're doing a live wisdom event on Monday, August 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and it's called Womb Work, three energies to support you in your shadow work, even if you're new to the dark side. During this event, I'm sharing the three best divine feminine energies to work with when you're diving into the depths. You'll meet the archetypes, learn what wisdom and medicine each one holds for you, and we'll even weave in some embodiment practices so you can awaken these energies inside yourself and inside your soul. This way, you can recognize that you have everything you need inside to work with your shadow and to integrate it so that you can become the next most healed version of yourself. I can't wait to hang out with you live, but if you can't make it, there will be a replay. So go ahead and register and um, we will see each other very soon head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash shadow to save your spot. Um, and things that you can also do on your own. Setting up an altar, right? If you don't already have an altar space or a dedicated space, uh, you're listening to the show, so I imagine you do. But if you don't, I would, I would think about doing that. 
again, it's a signal to the universe. It's a signal to yourself. It's a signal to your nervous system. When I sit down in this space, I am here for, right? And in this case, set up a shadow altar, right? Um, some darker crystals. I'm thinking about um, obsidian is a favorite of mine because I'm from the Southwest. Um, so some obsidian, some black tourmaline, some smoky quartz, some things that are going to not only, um, you know, signify shadow for you, smoky quartz is super, super grounding, but also are going to provide some protection for you um, against negative energies and things like that because shadow work, right? <laughs> so bringing in some imagery, some great cards, um, if you're into tarot, uh, the tower card, the devil card, the death card, those could be great to put on a... Um, an altar that's dedicated to shadow work. Um, and this is just coming to me too. If you want to set up a separate altar, right? So you can have a shadow altar on in like one corner of your bedroom. And then in another bedroom corner of your bedroom, you have another altar. Maybe that's dedicated to the light. Um, and so if when you're doing shadow work, things get heavy, you can close out that practice. And then symbolically, um, symbol to the universe, symbol to yourself, but by you physically moving from your shadow altar to your light altar, you can use that as kind of an energetic cleanse and energetic reset. Um, but altars are powerful, not only from the visual reminders that they give you, um, but of setting an energetic state. So that is something that you can absolutely do um, to create a container for your shadow work. The next tip I have is less about like a physical space, but more just about an intentional space. And this is getting intentional about the shadow work that you're doing. So in the first episode of this series where I was talking about how shadow work doesn't have to be shitty, we talked about how you can pick one thing and how you can go slow. So like I said, instead of going from your daddy issues to your mommy issues, to your sex issues, to your money issues and all of that, just, just think about one thing. You know, I'm really starting to feel called to dive into my relationship with money and my business or my relationship with um, with men or part partners, right? Men, women, partners, whatever. Um, I'm really feeling called to dive into my self-sabotage patterns, right? Pick one thing. So not only are we creating a physical space for our shadow work, we're creating an intentional space, an intentional container. I'm going to dedicate the next three months to this, or I'm going to dedicate whatever time you've decided to this. Okay. So we're getting intentional about the work. The next thing that I would love to see you do that creates a container is to develop a dedicated practice. If you are not somebody who shows up at your altar daily, this is a great time to redevote yourself to a spiritual practice. And I'm not saying this has to be a two-hour morning routine with a crystal bath and a moon milk latte and three tarot readings and an hour of journaling and or <laughs> ecstatic dance and stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be all that. If you have time for that kind of stuff on a regular basis, awesome. But what I want to see you do is to have a dedicated practice. This could be like five minutes. I actually have um, an offering in the shop that's called the morning routine um, 
reimagined. And I walk you through three different morning routines. If you have an hour, if you have 30 minutes, or if you have 10 minutes. So you can absolutely head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash shop and check that out. Um, if that's something that would be helpful for you, but I would, um, think of a way of something that's manageable for you to do every day when you're in this shadow, um, season, when you've dedicated yourself to this 10 minutes of journaling, okay. Drawing one card, a single card, right. Here's how I would do this. I'm just riffing now because I, I didn't have this planned, but here's how I would do this. I would get out my journal because um, that's one of my tools is journaling. I would write at the top of the page in the top margin, you know, what it is that I'm intentionally doing shadow work on. So I would um, write at the top, like, um, you know, self-sabotage or daddy issues or whatever. Like I'd write what I'm working on intentionally. And I would, you know, do that <laughs> old school patterns. I would write the date, <laughs> right? And then I would maybe journal. I would pull one card and then I would journal again. So I'd do like five minutes of journaling, pull a card, five minutes of journaling. That's something that I could commit to every day. So I could have a ritual um, around, or I mean, sorry, a routine, a dedicated practice around this shadow work that creates a container that creates that serious energy around it. But again, we, we do it, we do our practice and then we're out, right? <laughs> we're back to our lives. We're back to embodying our power in our everyday life. Okay. So the next thing that I would do is I would de dedicate a ritual. So when you have decided that your shadow season is coming to an end, maybe you're doing this with us inside of Rooted and you're going all, all, all um, autumn long and you've, you're decided on three months. Uh, maybe you've decided on a week, right? Or maybe you've decided on um, six weeks or something like that. I think having a time frame is good because I would plan some sort of ritual at the end, okay? Once you've come to a place of awareness, acceptance and accountability the three a's of shadow work aware of your daddy issues what causes them blah 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 acceptance of the daddy issues the other person's role your role um in in the thing if you have one and accountability right that's where you're taking responsibility for this pattern and and how you want to do things differently going forward, right? Awareness, acceptance, accountability. Once you've gotten to that place, honor this path, honor this work that you've done with a ritual. A couple of good ones are cord cutting. Cord cutting is always going to be good for shadow work because you're releasing, you're releasing your attachment to um, your energetic attachment, your soul attachment to whatever it is, to your daddy issues, mommy issues, money issues, sex issues, all those things we've been talking about. Another one that's great if you want to bring some mysticism and some magic into it is um, a blood ritual. So if you happen to be a bleeding human, a bleeding person, um, thinking about where your cycle is going to fall in your shadow work and, um, you know, you can collect your menstrual blood and you can pour it into the earth um, and, or, you know, down the toilet, however you want to do it, but the actual physical act of shedding of the blood, like releasing your blood can be a great, um, symbol of release, just like a cord cutting can. So 
either one of those rituals are great. There's many others. So if there's something else that feels like it speaks to you, go for that. But what I love about doing a ritual is it's something to solidify the occasion. It's saying, I did this work, right? I did this work. It's also helps you bring it to a conclusion and a culmination um, because otherwise we can just start going down that rabbit hole or spiraling into more healing, right? So we want to bring it to a close. And so I love using ritual for that. You're solidifying the occasion. You're also showing reverence to and um, honoring your soul your and the universe and, and your divinity and all of that. So you're saying like, I, I have reverence for the work I just did. I have reverence for my spiritual path. I have reverence for my growth, right? And so ultimately you're kind of using this ritual to bring closure, but I want to say closure for now because the big question is like, well, how do I know if I'm done with my shadow work? Because the feminine path is a spiral. You're never done. And I know that's like, oh, that's not what I wanted to hear, right? But you're never done, right? Even if you work with the daddy issues in this container. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have daddy issues again, or that the daddy issues are gone for good. When this circles back around to you, you will have spiraled up, right? Not spiraled down, but spiraled up. You will have evolved and you will have a new set of tools, a new outlook, a new perspective on your daddy issues. And the way that you behave, the way that you, you feel emotionally, ideally from the shadow work will be better serving to you this time around. And then the next time they'll be even more better serving to you. And then the next time, even more better serving to you. Perhaps the goal could be to just never be triggered by it again, but I don't think that leaves room for humanity. I don't think that leaves room for, um, for you to be perfectly imperfect right? So I think you will know intuitively, your soul will know when you're done with the issue for now, and you can bring it to closure. So again, to summarize, creating a container for your shadow work so that it doesn't permeate and take over your life. So it doesn't become something that you're obsessed with, right? So you can do this in in multiple ways. You can literally set up a physical altar that is an outward signifier for you. You can have an energetic intention where you pick the one thing that you're going to do the shadow work around. I think it's really wise to have a dedicated daily practice. This could be five or 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be huge, but something that you are literally, so you're actually doing the work and not just obsessing and ruminating about the work, but you're actually sitting down to work through it. And then culminating with the ritual that brings closure, right? So if you want guidance and support on this, and if you want to initiate your own shadow season, a great way to do that would be for you to join us for our wisdom event. It's called Womb Work, Three Energies to Support You in Your Shadow Work, Even If You're New to the Dark Side. And that's going to be taking place on Monday, August 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This is going to be a sisterhood ceremony. We will be doing energetic practices. So if you can attend live and really soak up those energies, it'll be an even more potent experience for you, but there will be a replay. So if that time doesn't work for you, still register 
still grab your spot because the replay will be available for you and you can absolutely get um, an energetic benefit from it. So we'll be exploring the three divine feminine archetypes and energies that I think um, are best to help you with the shadow work. Um, and so when you're diving into the depth on that um, meeting with me on that, you know, in that circle, we'll be calling on these archetypes, learning about them, of course, and understanding what wisdom they have for us and what medicine they have for us, how they help us. But that's when we'll also do some practices with each one of them as well. Um, so you can join us over at rootedfeminine.com slash shadow. And I'm really, really excited to have you start your shadow work journey and to do it in a way that is safe for you, contained for you, and allows you to bring your power online and co-create your healing, not be obsessed with your healing. Okay. Hey. I will see you guys back here next week for our final episode in the shadow work series. And until then, I will see you next time in temple space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.